You're listening to the Baldwin Life Podcast, episode number 11. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Baldwin Life Podcast. My name is Kirsten Hostetler, and I'm the Director of Marketing and Communication for the City of Baldwin, and joined once again today by Officer Scott Stevens of the Baldwin Police Department with a very special interview in store. Yeah, today we had Officer Michael Burgoyne join us, and uh, he is best known for his work with the Weekly Roundup on our social media outreach program. Um, He came down and sat with us and talked about uh, a little bit about how he got to Baldwin, uh, what he brings to the team, and uh, we really just kind of got to see his personality and, um, you know, let people see a little bit behind the process of how things work for uh, the social media outreach of the police department. And I know you guys joked in the interview that um, you often tend to edit some of the weekly roundup posts that he puts together, but uh, I think the interview is really great. It's really entertaining, um, and there wasn't really any editing required. Uh, it was a pretty tame interview, but like you said, you do get a glimpse of his personality. Agreed, agreed. So uh, just enjoy and um, keep following us on social media on all of our city pages and enjoy this interview. Hello, Mike. Hey, Scott. How you doing? Doing well. So thanks for coming in today and talking with us, and uh, we just wanted to sit down with you as the uh, kind of the, the man behind one of our more successful social media uh, programs right now, and that's the Weekly Roundup on uh, Facebook. It goes out on all our other platforms, but Facebook's where it, I think it's kind of grown and where it lives for the most part. Sure, sure. So before we get into that too much, why don't you tell us uh, how you got to Baldwin? Uh, so I went to school for criminal justice, and out of college, I ended up moving with my girlfriend at the time towards Kansas City because she got a job out that way. So I spent about three, four years in law enforcement out on that side of the state, and right after we got married, we found out she was pregnant, and we were expecting a child. So we thought it would be a wise idea to move back home to St. Louis where all the babysitters were. Nice, nice. Now, you grew up in St. Louis, correct? I did. I grew up in St. Louis, out in the St. Charles area. Okay. And uh, the St. Louis question, uh, where did you go to high school? I went to high school at uh, beautiful Francis Health Central off of Highway N out there. Fantastic, fantastic. So um, so you get to Baldwin. What year was this? I believe this was 2015 I got back over to Baldwin. It's only been 2015? Yeah, that's okay. everyone says that. They, they always say, oh, you've only been here two years. It seems a lot longer. Yeah, you you do have a, a big personality, and uh, it's one that uh, I think it helps make you really successful with the Roundup. But uh, why don't you go into a little bit about when you joined the social media team and how that kind of evolved for you? I always kind of had an interest in social media as it started booming. So I think uh, after the Flamian incident, that's when we really started to push our social media and get it out there a little more. And then eventually you you put out a email that said, who wants to join the team to help with some of the content? And I responded, and here I am. Yeah, so, and you came to me, I don't know, what is it, six, nine months ago now? And uh, we got... Uh, you had an idea for putting out kind of a, a weekly uh, rundown of what happened in the previous week with calls, and we're wanting to spin it in a in a humorous way. Correct. Yeah. So I I think my gripe with our social media up to that point was 
I didn't feel like we had enough content about what the Baldwin Police Department was actually doing as far as handling calls and investigations and things like that. So with my big mouth, I decided to open it up and I got stuck doing it. I believe the response was, well, why don't you take the head on that? And here we are. Exactly, exactly. And can you kind of walk through what that process uh, consists of on a week-to-week or a day-to-day basis for you? Uh, So usually every Sunday afternoon, Sunday night, I'll go through uh, the CAD, which is computer-aided dispatching, and it it saves all our calls in there. So I'll kind of go through all our calls through the week and try to try to get some highlights, some, you know, noteworthy incidents and some things that I can make fun of on there as well. Very good. And uh, I know that you and I have never had any kind of disagreements or uh, incidents over what what uh, kind of humor is used. And you feel that you're fully supported 100% by me that I don't stifle you at all, correct? Yeah. Speaking of 100%, that is 100% <laughs> not true. Scott is lying. Uh, <laughs> The weekly roundup probably would be a lot more popular if it wasn't edited after I put it out there, but uh, there are some things that we're not allowed to say as a public official (laughs) and on a public forum. Um, So have you noticed in your, uh, throughout just being on the road and working patrol since the roundup has kind of taken off a little bit, does that seem to have any kind of an impact on the community that you deal with? I think so. I mean, I get, so the Riverfront Times, and I think it was Channel 4, did a story on me, so that kind of got my my face out there so people actually know what I look like. So there's been plenty of times where I've pulled cars over, and their first response is, oh, am I going to end up on the weekly roundup? Or, (laughs) oh, the funny cop stopped me. So, yeah, the the, the community, I think, definitely notices. So I would agree, and I think we've gotten a lot of uh, positive feedback from people that, you know, talk about the roundup and talk about our social media in general. And that's kind of our goal is to get more people there. So when we do have things going on, we can get uh, the information out to them in a, in a good way, but also keeping it light uh, at times to where people can see that we do joke around. We do have fun. Sure. Sure. I think, I think that's the biggest part of it and why I kind of try to put my humor into it because I think showing our humor kind of makes people realize that we're a little bit more human and we're just like them and just like everybody else. And we like to have, know to joke and have fun and we're not just robots out there driving around enforcing the law yeah i agree one question that i had for you was obviously like you said the humor is important and and scott you touched on getting this information out to the community but why beyond the humor why is it important to be doing the weekly roundup like what benefit is there to the Baldwin residents I think as a Baldwin resident you have a right to know what's going on in your community I think the days where the police departments were kind of shut off from the public and they operated in secrecy are gone I think with incidents you know in the past few years and the way police work's going you it's vital that you're as transparent as possible citizens want to know what's going on in their community and they're part of the community so they have a right to know what's going on and a lot of times there, there's only you know 50 officers in Baldwin we you know we got thousands and thousands of residents so if you build that relationship with them that's a whole nother set of eyes and ears out there that can see some of this stuff going on and you know they help us solve a lot of crimes because we can't be everywhere I agree with you 100% on that we've had it and we've seen it time and time again wherever we put out a picture or a video or ask for help on uh, a case that we're working and it's a lot of times within minutes that that it's 
we have a lead and we're running down the, the right path. And, right. And, and I've noticed usually with crimes, you get like an hour and a half, a two hour delay before you get a response for the community. If there's a lost dog and you put it out there, you're going to find out who that dog's owner is within minutes. So the lost dog uh, posts are one that you and I both comment about a lot. Uh, you know, we can spend uh, as much time as we want crafting the, the perfect post on something that we think is very important and it'll reach a, a good amount of people and be a, a very successful post. And then one of the other members on the team will snap a picture of a, a lost dog and, and it'll reach a hundred thousand people in five minutes. And right. we just scratch our heads and say, yeah. wow, that's makes you feel really good. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think we joked about the same thing with the, the incident of the bear sighting. I kind of joked with Scott, and I told him maybe we instead of doing the weekly roundup every Monday, we should just release a wild animal into the public, <laughs> and our, our social media would really blow up. I think people might catch on to the fake news pretty yeah, quickly. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, we've, we've uh, definitely been trying pretty hard to reach all different aspects of the community, and I think the, the roundup and some of our other posts uh, don't know uh, an age limit or – things like that it can be something that's uh, appropriate for everybody and um you know that's where we really try to go with our our messages that go out there is to keep people informed but also get them uh information that they can use and the roundup's been a, a great a great uh, vessel for that and sure you know so but uh what's what's the future look like for you here at Bowen? what do you what are you looking to do more or what what's what's something that you find fun being on the road outside of the social media aspect i just think community policing in general being out there for the public i like i don't think these days you can be the policeman that just drives around and never gets out of their car and pulls people over like being a policeman nowadays is getting out and getting to know your citizens and going in the businesses and talking to business owners talking to the kids hanging out on the side of the street i think that's the way policing is go is going and i i think that's kind of how I try to model the way I police. No, I like that a lot. And, um, you know, we've talked with the chief a little bit in the past about the, the setup of the squad structure now and how, uh, you know, that's uh, something that's really uh, encouraged is to be part of the community and to really work to build these relationships with the people that live here. Um, is there any kind of... Uh, you know, something that you think the community should uh, be doing to help out with these relationships? Or is there, is it, is it more on our end or is it uh, just naturally happening? Right. I, I, I think, you know, like any relationship, it can go both ways, but I think the onus is on the police department because we're the ones that are in the know usually about what's going on in the community. We have access to information and things that are reported that, you know, your average Joe wouldn't have. So I, I think we have the ability to kind of initiate these relationships, and I think using the social media is, is, is huge to do that. So another another thing, you know, you, you became a – an official public information officer last week. You've kind of been working uh, towards this goal for maybe six months since the beginning of the year, I guess, is when we first started talking about it. And you did complete your, your initial class. What was it a week ago, two weeks ago? Yeah, I did. I, I finished the public information course uh, for police officers. And I think my main goal behind it was trying to get some more FaceTime on TV instead of you always being on there. So I will so that gladly way I can, give that yeah, to you. <laughs> so I can get on TV. That that was my main goal. But no, it, it's definitely something to add. I didn't know I was going to be as interested as I am now going into it. 
but you know being able to help with a lot of the social media stuff and help with tv interviews and press releases it, it, it's something that's piqued my interest and my personality kind of kind of what keeps me going is if i continue to learn how to do new stuff and that's where we're at right now i'm learning how to do new things so i am happy on my end <laughs> what's uh just kind of a spin off here a couple questions what's you know an interesting fact about mike burgoyne uh, probably the in- most interesting fact is my mood goes up and down with the St. Louis Blues performance. Uh, I've been a diehard Blues fan since I I can remember, probably seven, eight years old. So usually around October, I'm an incredibly optimistic person because I think we're going to win that cup this year, and I can get a little bit more bitter around April and May when they when they meet their eventual demise that they do every year in the playoffs. <laughs> But at least you've seen him hoist the cup a couple of times, right? That is not true. I've played that scenario <laughs> off of my head a few times, but yeah. What uh, A question that I've been asking people uh, the last couple of times we've uh, I've had conversations, and just one that I find interesting, and I'm a big person who likes to go out and purchase things. What's the best purchase you've made for less than $100 in the last year? Best purchase for less than $100? I am going to go with probably my kids' diapers. Ooh. You've spent <laughs> less than $100 on diapers? Not not in total, but in one increment, <laughs> one individual purpose, because there's nothing more miserable than a dirty baby butt. So, <laughs> No, that is, uh, yeah, that's one that I, I don't need to buy, so that doesn't help me much. But uh, what, what brand do you go with? I mean, maybe people out here would really like to know what, they could buy the the brand of diapers that Mike Burgoyne uses. So if it was up to me, it would be the first one I came across in the store aisle. But since my wife does most of the shopping and she's the frugal one, usually whatever Amazon has on sale. I like it. I like it. So what else? Uh, you got anything else for the community that you want them to know before we, we part ways for the day? No, just, I mean, keep your eyes out. Our social media is always growing. I think we're going to try to start venturing into some other platforms like maybe uh, growing our Instagram and me and you have talked about Twitch, which is actually a streaming system. We thought about maybe in the future streaming a couple hours of a patrol shift so people could tune in live and see what we're actually doing out there. Absolutely. And Mike and I are always on uh, monitoring the the messages and our emails here. And if you have ideas on uh, a way to reach things that maybe we haven't thought of, always reach out to us. We're both very open to, to finding new ways to reach the public. Like Mike was saying, you know, keeping it interesting is, is our goal, and uh, we can use your help on that as well as everything else. So. Absolutely. But do uh, you have anything else? Kirsten? I do. Before we oh. let you go, I would really like to hear, for people maybe who haven't seen all of the weekly roundups or who aren't familiar with them yet, can you give us a little snapshot of what a couple of them might look like or a couple stories that you've told on that platform? Yeah, so usually how it's set up is I'll do four or five, you know, main stories in a post, and usually the first couple will be, like, pretty significant items that have, you know, incidents that have occurred in the city, and then the last couple I'll try to inject my humor in there. Uh, Usually some funny ones are, you know, that get good responses, or when you find couples in parks after dark, or, you know, anything sexual in nature, you know, that that usually tends to get a pretty good response. there should be a good one coming up this week. I actually, me personally, got dispatched to a parrot <laughs> that was on the loose. So I got to help reunite uh, the owner of a parrot with 
her little little parrot pet, which I didn't know people had parrots as pets. But how does a police officer go about making that happen? Well, it kind of started off with the phone call, and I'm like, well, what am I supposed to do? I don't know how to transport a parrot. That would be but my first thought, Yeah, too. luckily, the people that actually found the parrot had a cage, so that, that, that kind of helped me be able to get it back to the owner. So, Outside of the parrot, what, what's been your wackiest call as a police officer? Uh, I don't know wackiest call. Something self-initiated that I always kind of crack up when I think about it is where I worked before, there was a some city administration that I got information that they were terrified of clowns. So it just so happened to be one morning I was running radar right out our office window and I saw a car full of clowns drive by who happened to roll a stop sign. So I pulled the car full of clowns clowns over on the side of the road right in front of their office and got them all out of the car. And I could see her just shaking her head or the window. <laughs> So after a few minutes of having them outside of the car, I didn't see her in her office anymore. So that, w- that was a funny story. How, how many clowns were in the car? There was four clowns. It wasn't like the movies where like 18 get out. So Amateurs. Yeah. So. I think it was like a Kia Soul or something. So you probably could have got a few more clowns in there. but. Um. Yeah, I think that shows a good little glimpse for people who maybe haven't heard of the Weekly Roundup yet. Um, just some of the funny stuff that you guys see and that you put out there. So like you said, it is a good balance between information mm-hmm. and humor. So Yep. As long, as long as I've been a policeman, something goofy always happens throughout the week. So the content it always is always there. So we will keep doing it. Cool. That's all I got for now. And uh, thanks for spending some time with us, Mike. And I'm sure we'll have you back at some point to talk about something wacky that happened or uh you know you're you're always getting into something it seems like so i'm sure and now people can start watching for you on the news and uh looking for your name in the papers yeah yeah absolutely whatever gets me more (laughs) facetime out there get me on that tv folks so thanks a lot and uh we'll wrap up now and uh thanks again for coming out and listening to the ball and life podcast if you would please uh subscribe to our podcast and give us a high rating or a rating it doesn't have to be high and if you have any comments or uh, anything else please email kirsten or uh, check out the show notes for all of our contact information and thanks again and keep enjoying the ball and life 